Hey guys, welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, and my co-host is Cole Mosier. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to be breaking down how they've grown their business through their social footprint. So join us as we follow along on their journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. You may recognize that this is not Allie or Cole. This is actually Natalie. I work behind the scenes. You may have seen me on a few of our episodes, but um, Allie and Cole are not here this week. So I'm going to take over our intros with Haley, who is a manager on our talent team, and she's here to help me out and share some things we've seen this week. So welcome, Haley. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hello, everyone listening out there. Hello to all our fans. Maybe we'll take over the podcast next week. Yes. Let us know um, who you like better, me and Haley or Allie and Cole. You know the right answer. (laughs) All right, Haley. So tell me your viral moment of the week. Viral moment of the week. Well, I took over NYC last week. Hadn't been there in a couple of years. Met with amazing clients, took some meetings, ate tons of pizza, and just lived my best life because New York is the best. I'm going there this week. I'm so excited. By Coastal Babes. I know. Look at us traveling. (laughs) Um, My viral moment, it was actually my birthday last week, so got to celebrate my birthday in Palm Springs, and that was really exciting. So Happy late birthday. Thank you. (laughs) So that was fun. It was a good little getaway with friends, and and the heat was dying, but now I'm tan and refreshed. We are. We we don't know what we have here in LA. We still think it's hot regardless. (laughs) I'm not ready for the humidity in New York. Um, It was a little rough. I had a good weekend, but I don't know what's coming your way. Yeah, I'm hoping, (laughs) hoping it's not bad. Okay, on the flip, what's your unfollow me moment? Well, my unfollow me would be really missing at Cash the Doodle while I was in New York because he is my little mini golden doodle and he is the best. Everyone feel free to follow Cash the Doodle (laughs) on Instagram. I think that's the hardest part about traveling is literally leaving your pets behind. It really is. It's heartbreaking because you can't explain to them being like, I'm going to be back. Like, I know. You're just probably like, where'd they go? But thank God for technology because we now have Furbo cameras where we can check on them every single day and throw them treats. (laughs) My favorite thing in the world. I would (laughs) die without it. It's the best thing in the world. (laughs) Yes. So my unfollow me is... On that note, my birthday, I just feel old. Like, I know I'm not old, but I feel old. And I can't, you know, do activities that I used to do, such as, like, drinking during the day. I'm just, like, it's getting rough out there. It's getting old. It's catching up to me. Catching into those mid-20s. I know. Life. I know. It's hard. (laughs) So that's my unfollow me. I'm starting to feel my age, although... I'm going to pretend I'm still youthful. Yes, exactly. We love youth over here. (laughs) Yes. And what'd you see on the internet this week? Okay. Something crazy that I saw was that our two, two of our most beloved apps are getting a name change. Both Instagram and Facebook, oh no, Instagram and WhatsApp are getting a name change. Facebook is coming in hot, and apparently they are now going to be referred to as Instagram from Facebook and WhatsApp from Facebook. So that's pretty interesting because we've known those names for a while. Do you think if we're going to start being like, did you open Instagram from Facebook? Or no, Did you post on Instagram <laughs> from Facebook? I think Facebook wants to be associated, but we'll always refer to them as Instagram and WhatsApp. 
Interesting. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Are people going to be into that? I, I'm not personally, but it'll be IG for life. Yeah. Insta, IG. Come on. We don't have time for Instagram by Facebook. No, no. Too long. What okay. about you? Well, for me, it's honestly, it feels very personal. Um, for those of you who have been following The Bachelor, I just have loved Tyler. Like he's, yes, of course. I think the one for me, I'm hoping I'm going to go to New York this week and I'll like find him there. That's my long-term <laughs> plan. But this, all this drama of his date with Hannah, now he's going on a date with Gigi Hadid. Like, I know. I, I just, know. it's too much to follow. It's like real life Bachelor. And I just, it's, it's a lot. You hit a million followers on IG and everyone wants to date now. you. Oh my gosh. He's grown quick. <laughs> Tyler. I know. It's impressive. It's impressive, but it's a lot. And, um, I don't know whose team I'm on if I want to do with Hannah or Gigi. I mean, like, obviously with me, but if you can't have me, then yes, I can't decide. Well, let's just hope these females empower each other and, you know, someone finds love out there. I know. Hopefully it works out, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very invested, yeah. so I want to see what's going to happen next. Excited to see how this, you know, continues throughout the rest of the week. I'll be watching. Need updates. <laughs> me too. All right. Well, today's episode, we have a really exciting guest on. I hope you guys learn a lot. And Allie and Cole will take it away from here. Thanks. Today, we have Stephanie Montez with us. She is a former freelancer for Allure and former beauty director of Zoe Report. Currently is a part-time fashion and beauty writer at Elite Daily, Well and Good, Brides, and a bunch more publications. She's based in LA and she knows all things beauty. You get to probably try all of the best beauty products, I imagine. Um, we're excited to have you here, and our team knows you well because we pitch you products and send you things, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see the names coming into my inbox regularly. Yeah, I so love you're it. doing them again. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, should we get into it? Yeah. So we have like a pretty programmed situation that we go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have some questions we typically stick to. A programmed situation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Really um, <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh, I should be nervous. Like, things are happening. This is very so this pregnant. first question might throw you off, um, and we already dug it up, so we'll show it to you so you don't have to bring it up. Okay. But do you know what your first Instagram post ever was? I do. Oh. What? Yeah. Whoa, you have a thousand posts. <laughs> That's a lot. Like, I didn't my realize I had a thousand. <laughs> I didn't realize I was, I was at a thousand, but I do know what my first post was. It was like a rack uh-huh. of designer clothes and like shoes. Yes. Wow. So this was like a big moment for me. And I remember like waiting until the right time to like post on Instagram because yeah. Instagram was obviously really new at the time. So I was assisting on a shoot for Allure. Okay. It was well. like their August issue, I want to say. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> August of 2012. Yeah. Oh my God. When you hear the year, then it yeah. makes you want to die. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time ago. <laughs> um, Kate Beckinsale was the cover star. And I know this vividly because I have the gnarliest girl crush on Love Kate Beckinsale. Love her too. Yeah. She's so pretty. I mean, her in um, Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, you'd like that one. Uh, you would love that. <laughs> you just need to, you know, carve out a good four hours out of your day. That's but how long it's a time jerker. It's, like, pretty oh. long. you got to recover. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But she looks great. <laughs> okay. You might so not she notice was anything else. the cover person? She cover was star. the cover star for Allure that year or that month. 
And I, so my journey has been a little kind of backwards. I went to design school for fashion. Like oh. FITM or? I went to the Art Institute. Oh, cool. Okay. And Here I in was, LA? Yeah. Awesome. And I was like, I'm going to be a designer. Never realizing I was going to end up writing beauty. It's like, yeah. Same, yeah. not Pivot. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had never really been in the presence of like, designer items like this so I just remember being like this is my first post yeah wow. <laughs> snap and I like That's kind of epic I mean it's yeah. probably super grainy and like and you have like a really that. intense border and like it's like really yeah. like <laughs> of course <laughs> is it like mine, but... blown out like is it like super saturated yeah, yeah very okay. saturated <laughs> that um, was my aesthetic oh mine too I think it was everyone's <laughs> that's so funny um, so how did you kind of come from that, posting that photo, working with Kate Beckinsale, first job at Allure, to where you are now? And what were you doing on set there? Like, what okay. was your job? Yeah. So I was, like, an assistant of an assistant. Like, I don't even think I was an intern at the time. Okay. Um, so the way I even got there was when I was in school for design, I was like, I've always had a passion for writing, so I'm just going to try to get an internship at Condé Nast, like wherever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like Googled the HR number and called them. I swear every you day. You called them? Wow. I called them and I was like, <laughs> I have a resume and like, I don't even know what was on it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to send this to you and you let me know when you need somebody. I to love like- it be your intern. Yeah. So I started at Women's Wear Daily and I like Hmm. ended up doing like red carpet interviews and writing stuff, which I don't know how they ever trusted me to do this, but like it happened and I I wrote a couple things for them. So once that ended, I went over to Allure and did a few things for them and Mm -hmm. like I worked under Kelly Adderton here in LA. I don't know if you know her, but she's... Mm -hmm. Is she the West Coast editor? Yes. So she was at the time um, and... I just remember looking up to her so much and yeah. being like, I want to be Kelly. Like, I want to be an editor. Mm-hmm. So I basically, like, begged her for work. I was like, I'll clean your office. Like, <laughs> whatever you want me to do. She never made me clean your office. But yeah. um, she, like, brought me along on shoots and was like, just, like, log in whatever you can and, like, steam stuff. And I was just so happy to be doing that. Um, I never actually thought that I would end up being, like, an editor Mm-hmm. So the journey from there to here is like, it's kind of crazy looking back now. I mean, it's been a while, but yeah, I don't know. A lot, I guess a lot has happened. That was like then. everyone's dream, right? Like I feel like every one of my friends wanted to be like a magazine editor. Well, that was before magazines were like folding left and right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like at the time I remember thinking like that was the end all be all job. Yeah. And I was like, being an editor is the best thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually working in design at the same time. Like once I graduated, I was like working in design, also still helping at Allure after I like was no longer an intern. So I started writing. Um, do you remember the Allure directory? It was like yeah. a list of like of, all like, the salons. spas. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. like did that on the weekends and like on my free time. Okay. So being able to see that side by side, like design is cool, but like it was so production driven and it wasn't really for me. Yeah. And then kind of moving into like, me writing this stuff on the side was like, okay, I want this to be my full-time gig. Yeah. So I reached out to Kelly and I was like, do you know anybody that's hiring? And then I ended up getting a full-time beauty editor position. At where Zoe Report? At the Zoe Report. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about that. Like, were you working under Rachel Zoe or like, what's the whole, yeah. what was the team like? So I was the founding editor of the beauty vertical there. Um, oh. So they didn't do beauty. It was like, 
I mean, they did here and there, but they really wanted somebody to like come in and like curate the vertical and like really build the section out. So I did that and it ended up being the most successful part of the site. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So it, like it did really well. How did you even know how to do that? Like, did you, were you at <laughs> a for question. a while or did you just kind of jump in and? So I just kind of jumped in. I mean, I was lucky to have an editorial director at the time that was like, really kind of hand-holding in the beginning, but I'm kind of the type of person that's like, I'll say yes and then figure it out later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. It's like maybe not the best strategy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once in a while it works out and you're like, I'm glad mm-hmm. I said yes and I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took that job. So again, I was in design Yeah. and when I was offered that job, it was at a major pay cut, like major. Because they were like a startup, right? Yeah. Like they were very new. Yeah. Um, and I remember like I was making like good money as like a 23, 24-year-old mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. I was working for Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember getting the offer and I said no to it. I was like, that's crazy. There's no yeah. way. So they came back with like not much more. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, was mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not going to starve. You're not like your parents are going to help you if you need help. I'm here yeah. if you need anything. But if you don't take it, you're really going to hit, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to regret it later. Well, and I was like, it's good advice. Okay. I'm going to do it. So yeah. I like took the job and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not there anymore, I just feel like that was kind of my first like step into editorial full time. Yeah. Um, Were you working there when Rachel was filming her show and stuff, or was that post? So that, that was like way later. Okay. So I watched her show like in high school. Okay. Um, I don't even know when her show was on. What a long it was, time. It was. It was like a really long time. <laughs> okay. ago. It was like an original reality TV show. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. like one of the OGs for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, never thought I'd actually work for her. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so this was around the time when she was like kind of branding herself as this like editor in chief. Okay. And then she ended up getting a show on Lifetime that was like a talk show. Do you remember that? No. So she had, um, I can't even remember the name anymore. Yeah. Uh, But she had her like celebrity friends come and they would do like a talk show stuff. Yeah. Like a couch Mm -hmm. situation. Um, but that was one season and... Yeah. Huh. So what's it like being an editor of like a publication? Like, are you just sent like all the goodies all the time? Like you're being pitched things, you're going to events. Is it glamorous or is it like pretty difficult? So I think definitely, I mean, it's glamorous. I can't say that it's not because we get all these products and like I am running to events like, gosh, here in LA, I'd say there's two a day. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. You're like the original influencer, right? Like the gifting boxes, yeah. the yeah. event invites, yeah. going to like fashion week. Like you yeah. guys were the OG influencer mm-hmm. and now it's kind of funny. It's how that so strange how it's, it's all shifted. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of editors like getting like refrigerators sent to their office, like full, like, no. Yeah. Like full refrigerators. Cars. I'm sure like everything. I've like cars. a car? Yeah. Like you I mean, can have the car? get cars? Yeah. I've borrowed a car. Like I've Tanya, definitely like they get cars like gifted to them for like sponsorship. For free? 
think so. Like, here's your car? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, here's your Ford. <laughs> Who do I need to talk to to get a car? Yeah. Because, what? I don't know, but I need to influence. Like radio people, I'm saying. Which are journalists, too. Um, haven't heard that one. I've definitely borrowed a car to drive to Coachella. Oh, like, fun. Chevy was like, here, borrow this car, go to Coachella, have fun. That was cool. Wow. That but I've never, cool. like, been gifted a car. Yeah. yeah. And now you're freelancing. So why did you make the shift? Is that... Like, I think what I would like to talk about is kind of the shift in media and publications and yeah. what's going on there. Because I think as a communications agency, we're seeing a lot of them close or right. merge or mm-hmm. there's tons of shifts that people are seeing. So that clearly affected you. Yes. Like you are yeah. not freelancing. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. So um, I always, even as a full-time editor, was like, you know, just kind of doing this whole freelancing sounds great. Right. Because I mean, I had a really long commute. I was driving an hour and a half to work each way. Oh, wow. So like that kind of took its toll. I was there for three years and was kind of thinking like, I feel like freelancing is the future of editorial, but what do I know? And I never would have had the guts to do it on my own. But Mm -hmm. obviously there was like layoffs. So the whole team, basically the whole team was laid off Yeah, um, in editorial. So then from there, I was like, I obviously the goal at the time was like, I need to find a job and I need to go full time Mm -hmm. again. Um, And then I ended up getting my part time position really quickly at Elite Daily and I loved it. And I loved the freedom of like being able to do things during the day and like not having to be in a car three hours a day. Do you work from home? So I do work from home, but because they're based in New York. Okay, got it. So I'm the only one in L.A., and so they give you assignments or you pitch them story ideas? How does so that work? So that's a really interesting um, – the position that I have with them is really interesting because I am online three days a week for them. So like Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, I log in at 9 a.m. and I'm there until 3 p.m. Okay. on my computer. Um, so for those hours, I pitch, whether it be news or like anything that's like evergreen, mm-hmm. and then I work on it until 3 p.m. and it's like – See you tomorrow. See you Friday. Okay. And then it's kind of a dream position also for a freelancer because it's pre-taxed. Hmm. So like it's an hourly rate. I send in my hours and yeah. I'm pre-taxed and I get a check every two weeks. Okay. So that's super consistent, which is like yeah. so abnormal for the freelancer. Totally. So that's kind of been my saving grace. And I also still haven't done taxes because um, it's been like yeah. now a full year. Uh-huh. So like I don't even know what tax season is going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. the anxiety thinking about it, actually. I can't. I'm, like, sweating all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm pitching during those hours for them. Okay. Yeah. Like, pitching story ideas. Yeah. and oh, Very interesting. And have you seen a lot of, like, your other editor friends switch to freelance? Is that just kind of what's happening? So, well, I guess going back to my situation, kind of being pushed in it, and then yeah. thinking I was going to go back full-time eventually – I think now I'm barely even a year, a little over a year over, um, starting to embrace the freelance life and like starting to feel like I kind of in the beginning, well, I was very tied to my position and I felt like I identified with it for so long that having, having it taken away from me, I kind of felt like a failure Mm -hmm. and then going into freelance, I felt like almost like a fraud. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have my name tied to anything. And that was interesting at the time to me, like a huge issue. Yeah. So the more that I kind of like got into the swing of things, the more empowered I felt. And the more that I felt like 
I don't need to have my name tied to any one specific thing anymore. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what people are kind of gravitating to. It's Mm -hmm. like, I can do sponsored post Mm -hmm. as a freelancer. I can, you know, make my own hours. I can work all night if I'm really productive at night. I don't Mm -hmm. have to commute. So Mm -hmm. I think people are really finding that empowering and are like, okay, I think I'm going to go freelance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. I mean, I just feel like everybody you you constantly hear mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's because they're forced into it because everything is folding yeah or if it's something that they really are interested in and decide to take the leap yeah but i think once they're freelance full time it just becomes like a whole new facet of mm-hmm. the industry that like they had never experienced before but really love yeah super interesting okay so we're going to kind of take a little pivot um but can you describe your online presence in three words? Um, okay, so I would have to say professional, but not in like the stuffy LinkedIn type of way. Uh-huh, okay. Um, I think Instagram is the new resume, the new cover letter. Mm-hmm. The new. I always say that. Mm-hmm. It totally yeah. is. I don't. I you know as. Silly as it sounds, I really feel that you're, I mean, I don't have a ton of followers by any means, but I think your follower account is like kind of a big deal for employers Mm -hmm. because what you're bringing to the table is like, I can bring X, Y, and Z amount of readers weekly or whatever. They follow me. They follow my work. Um, So I think anything on my Instagram is not something that I would be afraid for an employer to find. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say professional. Um, Relatable. Like, there's nothing on there that's, like, super curated or, like, Mm -hmm. super, like, I don't, I don't have Facetune. I did once, but. (laughs) (laughs) Brave, brave girl. I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, what else? But, I mean, I don't really post, like, anything too close up anyway, so it's, like, fine. Yeah. Um, So I would say relatable just because it's not, like, too serious. Um, And, gosh, um, it's, like. I would say personal. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you like, show your life and yeah. it's I not do. all this like yeah. facade. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although okay. I don't, I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people will look at my Instagram and be like, you're so lucky. Your job. But I like, people don't realize how much work goes yeah, into much it. Work, yeah. But you're posting your professional side. That's your work side. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to post that. Do stuff. you overthink it? No. No. Oh. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I know. And I should. I really should do that more. Major anxiety. Really? Do you oh, do the, like, the app worst. with the grid? Oh, oh she's, yeah. like, the queen you of curation. Do? But mine is, like, yeah. I mean, but it's My job. Instagram's so boring. To. I wouldn't follow me if I wasn't me. <laughs> it's <laughs> so boring. It's you just, can't like, follow yourself. It's, like, all you don't work stuff. You. I follow myself. Like, with another account? <laughs> <laughs> It's getting dark. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I probably look at my account the most of anyone's mm-hmm. account, is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I definitely could be more. No, I think that's good. I think that's actually where you should be. <laughs> Stay there. Well, you know, I feel like if my job didn't revolve around social media, I mean, I'm not in the social world per se, but yeah. like, I feel like editorial. I should be more conscious and I should be posting once or twice a day. Like I definitely could get better at it, but it's a good platform for you to like share your stories and get more readers. And I definitely do that. that. I need to get my little check mark so I can have the swipe up. You can just do that when you log in and like your settings, you can apply. Oh, I got rejected. Oh, we'll try again. (laughs) 
<laughs> Should I try? Did you try? No. Yeah, I tried. Oh. Got rejected. Oh. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> so take her advice. Be social got rejected. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. We're just not cool enough quite yet. Not there. Yeah. I don't really know what the... You probably would. Most editors can get a check mark because you're, like, writing for big publications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally got rejected. Huh. Try again. Anyway. <laughs> I see it for you soon. Okay, let's go into our viral moment. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so every week we are asking our guests, like, what's your viral moment? And so this doesn't have to be, like, online or on Instagram. It could just be, like, a moment in your life that you're, like, really proud of. So, like, a high of your career, personal life, whatever. First thing that pops into your mind. Ooh. Um, okay, so viral moment. Well, if we're talking Instagram, I posted a selfie with Chris Jenner. Saw that. We saw that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the event was for Kylie, and I was more excited yeah. to see Chris like in yeah. the background. I was like, hey, Chris, yeah. she's everything. Take a picture with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, like, back in the day, this was before, this was when the, the girls were like, Kylie and Kendall were super young. I actually interviewed all of them on a red carpet for some event. Mm-hmm. I was there for Allure. Uh-huh. Um, and I like, I called Kylie Kendall. Like, I didn't oh, know who no. was who. Uh, like, I didn't know. That's my, oh, that's no. my terrible viral moment. That's your unfollow me moment. That's so my you, unfollow me yeah, moment. Yeah, you just answered that. Yeah. No, oh, okay. I kind of like that. That's like, it, it's cool. Well, As your viral moment? No, it's just, it doesn't have to be your unfollow you moment. Anyways, keep going. The viral moment was that I interviewed all the Kardashians. Mm. The unfollow me moment was that I called Kendall. Kylie. Literally nobody. Like they weren't even really on the show yet. They were young. Okay. Yeah. And they, I don't even know why they were like at a club. Like it was like yeah. so weird. And I yeah. was like, Kylie. And like the other one turned around and I was like, what? who are you? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, what's something you would never do for the gram? Like, show my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Allie said. She wouldn't get naked. Yeah. Yeah. That's not... I... I it works for some it's people. It's not professional. Like, it is relatable, but it's not professional. <laughs> is it relatable? <laughs> With my body, it's relatable. <laughs> okay, so it is very relatable for me, too. Um, yeah, no, it's just not my style. It's, yeah. Like, it's cool if it is, but it's just not for me. Yeah. I love this question because I think it gives us an opportunity to maybe learn something about you that we hadn't thought of before okay. meeting you. But what's a question that you wish we had asked you? Oh, um, well, this is interesting for you guys too. Um, how relationships have changed on the PR side after I went freelance. Oh, interesting. I get it now. I get a very different response from some people. Um, so like what? Really? Cause you don't have like a lawyer attached to your name. Well, at the time, like I was doing really well as with, uh, with the zoo report tied to my name. So like once I went freelance, like it got harder to like get samples, even though I was writing for elite daily and yeah. well and good and all these other people. Um, I stopped getting invited to certain things. Huh? Yeah. I stopped getting like PR packages as much. Which is fine, but it it completely shifted with some people. Not everybody, because some people have been really great, and I really felt this sense of community, yeah, like uh-huh. kind of rallying around me after that all happened. Because it was a it was like a dark time, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but once I started building myself up again as a freelancer, I started realizing that people that I had a really good rapport with, like just kind of blacklisted or like C-listed me, we'll say. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, so on Instagram, Stephanie underscore Montes. Mm-hmm. That's and all they can I read your stories at Elite Daily, Well and Good, all yeah. the places. Yeah. I'm doing some work for Hello Giggles now. Oh, so cool. you can find me there. Cool. All the places. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instagram is my, my jam. Okay. Awesome. Professional, relatable. What was the other thing? Attainable. Attainable. Personable. <laughs> Quality content. All right. Quality. Thank you, Stephanie. You Thank were you. a gem. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah. My first podcast ever. Woo. Bye.